Joining us right now, does a tremendous job on TNT, and he's got the Jet Academy camp, which you should definitely check out. Kenny the Jet Smith. Kenny, good to talk to you again. Joe Kenny, Evan, how, how are you, you, Kenny? Man, what's up, guys? How you doing up there? Everybody doing safe? all right. We're doing all right. But before we talk about what was a tremendous weekend in the NBA playoffs, specifically in the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference stinks, uh, tell everybody again all about the Jet Academy camp. Well, Jet Academy is the answer to the pandemic and social distancing for if you want to improve your game. And so what I've done is just created a virtual basketball camp with myself, Kemba Walker, Trey Young, Victor Oladipo, Brianna Stewart, Brittany Griner, and more and more and more. And we just become your your personal trainer mm. for an hour, an hour and a half a day. Uh, and we're differentiated. It's live. You go on live, you get, you can upload your video. You can ask questions. Uh, you know, it's amazing how many kids around that we have over about 6,000 kids signed up. That's just getting better every single day. You know, kids from Guatemala, Mexico to, to, to New York city, of course, to, to California, all over the country and all over the world. Uh, so it's it's a lot of fun for me actually being part of it. Again, it's jetacademycamp.com, jetacademycamp.com, because everybody's homeschooled now, trying to figure out what to do. And we we went to weekends because it's back to school. So every weekend we do it. You know, Kenny, I, I want to start with the Eastern Conference because uh, just watching, and, and again, I, I don't want to make too much of it because they beat a very undermanned Brooklyn Net team. But I look at the Toronto Raptors and I say, man, it, there's a team – that is playing with a chip on their shoulder. I mean, to me, they got something to prove that they can win a title without Kawhi Leonard. And and I would not bet I would not bet against them coming out of the East. What 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 do you think about that? Great chance, but the one thing that you know we, we'll have to see is you know Pascal Siakam is going to have to take that role at the end of quarters and end of games. And you know Brooklyn was undermanned, so it's hard to kind of see it. Right. Right, but that that shot that went bounce, 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 bounce in, and they go on and win. That's got to be Pascal now, and meaning he's got to make the play, and it's got to change in your mentality, because no matter what happened in that game, Kawhi Leonard was like, "I'm going to get the ball, I'm going to go get it," uh, even though he traveled to go get it, and he got <laughs> it, and he's like, "I'm, I'm going to make it happen." And when you're not, that's not your mo, and that's not your makeup. Sometimes you're like, oh, I got to go get it, and it's too late. So he has to change it. That's what I want to see in him in close games. He has the ability, but I want to see now if he has the mental makeup. You know, Philadelphia, obviously, they were hit hard by not having Ben Simmons. But even before that, they don't feel and they didn't feel like a well-constructed team. They're going to change the head coach. We know that. What else would you do, if anything, to try to fix what's happened in Philadelphia? Would you make some kind of massive trade where you would break up Embiid and Simmons? How would you approach kind of fixing the 76ers after getting swept by Boston? Well, I always say what's your plan and how long you want it to activate. So if you're saying, I want to win next year, yeah. the whole thing, or what are we saying we're going to win, we're going to rebuild for two or three years? So if you tell me, what the plan is, then I could probably give you a better answer on what I would do. Well, I'll tell you this, Kenny. After what they tried five years ago, I don't think any Sixer fan wants to wait. And I don't blame them. I don't think there's any, hey, let's let's go try to build through the draft again. Let's go. They want to win. And I, I understand that after what they went through five years ago. Yeah, I think shooting is a premium for that team. Uh, if you kind of win right now and you're going to keep Ben and you're going to keep um, Embiid, 
is shooting. Shooting's a premium. Um, you know, guys like Shamit who left and went on to L.A., you didn't think they had that much value until they're gone. You know, they just knock down shots. Yep. Yep. You know, the ball should move around when you're playing in a game and it goes swing in, in an NBA game, not a college game, but an NBA game. It swings, it swings. Oh, that's good. Like, you know it's good. And I don't think that any time when I watched the Philadelphia 76ers, I said, oh, I know that's good. <laughs> and then that would open a floor for, for Ben, who's not who's a reluctant shooter. You know, you know, he kind of what Draymond he can play more a better version of what Draymond Green does, you know. Uh, you know, just take shots sparingly, but you have to get some more shooters in there. Kenny, I will ask this for my partner who's a big net fan. Do you see Greg Popovich taking the net job? <laughs> I'm laughing because I can't imagine Pop going from San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> To Brooklyn, New York, waiting on a cab outside, trying to get to practice or to, I just the lifestyle that he would have to do at what at Pop is what close to seventy something. I don't know, like the lifestyle change that he would have to go to live in New York City from San Antonio after living there for twenty five years. I cannot see that. I just I can't. Yeah, I, I can't see it. I, I cannot see that. I, Ubering. I can't see Pop Ubering any. <laughs> well, he can get a limo. I mean, he can get a, a private yeah, he can car. can afford the limo, Kenny. He can oh, afford a driver, yeah. Kenny. Yeah, I'll drive him if he wants. I don't care. <laughs> hey, listen, the wealthiest people in the world don't always use limos in New York. And I cannot see Pop walking around, going down to Brooklyn, going down to Bed-Stuy, doing a clinic. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see it, man. I'm well, sorry. Here's the other part, though. Could you? Now, Durant's a different story. I could see him coaching Durant, and I've heard that Durant likes Pop, and you know he's been coached by him before, even in the Olympics. Do you think he can handle Kyrie? That's the real question. Do you think Pop could deal with Kyrie Irving, or Kyrie Irving could deal with Pop? One, I think, um, in terms of because you know we hear Kyrie say about the world is flat and some of those things. I don't. I've never really heard coaches say anything negative about him like Tyrone Lue doesn't say man that guy was tough to coach mm. you know I've never heard that so I think if we if we separate you know his off the court you know he's a little quirky I you know at least for my thing I don't I don't know him like that but the things they said is different from what I hear normal kids say his age but I've never heard a coach actually say he's tough to coach ever mm. so I think that Pop him you know, would you know would be a great fit, but I can't see Pop in Brooklyn. I'm just telling you, I'm not Biggie Smalls, Jay Z. I just can't see it, man. I just right. can't. Look, I don't expect it either. I I said to Joe earlier, as a Net fan, I give it like a puncher's chance. Like, yeah, maybe ten percent shot, but I wouldn't be overly confident. Also, at his age, like you mentioned, to leave not just living in San Antonio, but the legacy of now jumping to a different team. I don't know how that phases him. Maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he wants to win another title. I don't know. But I, I would find it hard to believe. But I don't know. After signing Durant and Kyrie Irving, I guess as a Net fan, I just have a little bit more confidence that anything can happen after that because I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Well, don't look for this one. <laughs> okay. So, who, so, Kenny, who do you think is going to be the coach of the Nets? Well, I think Jock Vaughn did a great job, honestly. You know, so hopefully he gets an opportunity to, you know, continue on. But if not, you know, 
Mark Jackson, a New Yorker, great guy who understands, you know, can kind of handle the 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 stars, you know, when obviously with Steph and Clay, understands that who's out there. Um, Tyrone Lou, coached him already. He makes the most sense in a lot of ways. You know, um, so there's a lot of guys. You know, Jason Kidd obviously is in, in there. Um, you know, but I'm hoping that Jock gets an opportunity to, you know, stay there because they play just as hard for him as they play for Kenny Atkinson in that bubble. They did play hard for him. Uh, there's no doubt about that. We are talking to Kenny Smith. Um, I've noticed watching not just the bubble games, the seeding games, if you will, but here in the postseason, that guys are just shooting the basketball better. Like, I think guys are just playing better. Is it something about not the – is it maybe just not the distractions of the real world and the distractions of traveling? Is it something about the gym? For you, why do you think that's happening? Because it seems like offenses have just been flat out better so far in the bubble. Have you ever heard guys go, I don't have my legs today? Yeah. Well, that's what travel takes away from you. You know, when you're jumping on plane to plane and you're going from city to city, from time zone to time zone, you have the best players in the world staying in one location and after the game can get immediate treatment. They don't have to rush back out of the arena because, you know, they're going to, they're going back to the, a, a, a Disneyland resort hotel. They don't have to rush back. They get treatment. They stay after they stretch, they do all of those things. And so I just think that their concentration level is just better. Mm. Also, I've said this from the start, you know, the lack of fans, the anxiety of not playing on the road, you know, for some, for some players are going to make them shoot better. Do, do, you know, it's not, it's nothing about home cooking. It's about anxiety and people screaming down your neck that makes people uh, do things uncharacteristic. Now, do you think that's because Paul George, who's been, let's face it, Paul George has been a mess so far in this Dallas series, the Clipper Maverick series. He mentioned uh-huh. that not being in a hostile environment has actually hurt him. So do you think it can go the other way where fans not being there, even when they're all booing you and they're all mocking you and they're saying crazy things, that in a way that could hurt a guy? Because Paul George has to pick it up if the Clippers are going to win this series, I think. Yeah, but in the same regard, he would be playing at home where people would be cheering for him. So I don't know if you can use that as an excuse. So why do you think he's a mess right now? I just think that he, you know, some, some certain people just have your number. Like, when you play – I used to play my brother in the backyard until I was 16 years old. He had my number. Like, no matter what I did, it just didn't feel comfortable. And for some reason, he can't get in a comfort zone shooting a basketball against Dallas the way they play. You know, they play very similar to Houston, uh, where Luka just has the ball in his hands and, you know, he, he runs pick and roll consistently, isos consistently every single possession. And that's a different rhythm to a game. And for Paul George, he's not finding a rhythm. I don't think that the fans for him, a guy who's a NBA all-star, I don't think we can use that as an excuse for him. Talking to uh, Kenny Smith, NBA with him. You know, you said something interesting in it about anxiety on the road. Did, did, did you have that, Kenny? Did you ever have anxiety when you played road games? Uh, the NBA Finals was probably when we played the Knicks. First time in my life where I changed my routine because you're on the road. 
and you're in New York. I was from New York. Friends stopping by. Your phone is ringing about tickets. You know, you, you, oh, I'm not going to eat at this restaurant because I'm going to run it. And then you have to figure out how to say, I'm going to continue my normal routine. And in this bubble, everyone's out of their normal routine. Uh, but then the anxiety of terms talking about, like, when you catch the ball, let's say if you're Ben Simmons and you catch the ball when he's in Philadelphia and he's at the three-point line, everyone in the arena goes, oh, at one motion. <laughs> that makes him not take that shot at times mm-hmm. because he knows the time, the score, and, he, and he's reminded by the sixth man on what the moment is where there is no reminder. Now guys are letting it fly. And I think for me – there's no reminder of excellence or there's no reminder of being terrible. Interesting. Hmm. Yesterday, that Clipper Maverick game was amazing because even before the game starts, there's uncertainty about Luke and his ankle. So is he going to play? I thought he would play, but there's uncertainty about it. And then seemingly out of nowhere, Porzingis is out and they're down by 20. And then, of course, we see this classic. Right now, when you look at this series tied 2-2, we're unsure about Porzingis. Who knows? And the MRI came back clean, so that's a good thing. We know Luka is playing at a superstar level. We talked about Paul George. What do you expect to happen now in these final potential three games with this Clipper-Mav series uh, tied up at two? I, I said this from door. This is like before the bubble existed, and they were talking about it. I was like, we've been gone so long. We're not going to see the same guys in this bubble. And they were like, what do you mean? I'm like, we're not looking at all-star Luca from 2020. Mm. We're looking at MVP candidate from 2021. We're not looking at Donovan Mitchell, all-star. We're looking at MVP candidate Donovan Mitchell because three and a half months gives you the same amount of time that you would have had in the offseason. So you, what you do is you, get, you, you have time to reflect. You have time to build confidence. You go, oh, this is how they play me. Let me work on this a little bit. So all of those things, you have a mental preparation and a release going into your next year. So the Dallas Mavericks, clear and present danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Like, I wouldn't have wanted to – I wouldn't want to play the Mavericks or the Utah Jazz because those two guys are not all-stars anymore. They are perennial all-stars and now going into superstardom. And that's why – and Dave Lillard the same way. He is taking his game into, I'm an MVP candidate. I'm not a perennial all-star anymore. He's taking his game another notch because this is that year in their career. How, how much has the no home court here leveled the playing field, if at all, in your mind? Uh, I, I, oh, it levels it a lot. You know, again, I think it, that levels it. And, again, the, the, the long break, the three-and-a-half-month break right, levels it. Right, the, right, You know, I, I think that this is like, this is a tournament and not the continuation of 2020. Right. This is the, right. you know, we've been on the best of the best teams that were left. This is a tournament, but it's not a continuation of 2020. And, you know, these guys have, you know, Ray John Rondo, before he got hurt, I saw a picture of this dude with his shirt off. And I'm like, who is that? Like, he changed his whole body in three months. You can never do that in an NBA season. Change your whole body type in three months. So all of those things, you know, weighing the factor of why it is. I just remember going from my my rookie year, I averaged about 12 points a game, 12 and 12.5, 8, whatever it is, 
And then I came with three months off, three and a half months off. I came back and I averaged 18 points a game my second year. And they were like, how'd you do it? I was like, well, I just know how the league plays me a little bit better. And now I've seen it twice. Like, it's not new to me. So think about a guy with the skill set of Luka and, and, and um, Donovan Mitchell and all. Even Paul Zingas, who's, you know, even though he was hurt the other day, he didn't look like the same player that left with the Mavericks in 2020. He was struggling to find his identity there. Now he, he wasn't. You, you think Dallas is going to pull this off? You think they're going to win two of the next three, win this series, knock off the Clippers after all the hype that they got? You know, they got Kawhi, they got Paul George. You think they're going to pull this off? I, I don't know if they can pull it off, but I told everyone I, that would be the team I would not want to play before then. When Portland got everyone back, unfortunately, Zach uh, Collins is hurt. But I was like, I wouldn't want to play Portland and Dallas in, in a bubble or Utah. I wouldn't want to play them in a bubble. Those young guys running around, I said, the West is going to be shooken up. You know, the East, I think Giannis is that guy. Giannis is still maturing. So all of a sudden, you're going to see another level of Giannis possibly. But I wouldn't want to see these guys who are finding their game in the Western Conference now. And they're in this bubble. And now they're not even, now they see LeBron. They don't have to play game five in Staples Center down 3-1. Like, I, no, I don't want to see those guys. <laughs> You know, and I guess it's to your point that this is sort of like year three for Luca, even though this is his second year. But basically, like you mentioned, they just had an offseason. When you look at what this kid has accomplished two years into his NBA career, the guy averaged like 29, 9, and 8 this year. He puts together this all-world performance yesterday, including hitting a buzzer beater. It's kind of scary how young he is and how good he is. I mean, this guy may be the face of the league for the next 10 years, Kenny. It's crazy. You know, I put Dame Lillard and Donovan Mitchell in the same boat. Those guys have done some phenomenal things inside the bubble. You know, Luca, you know, he's the recent, you know, obviously because of, you know, the other night. But if you look at what Dame Lillard going back-to-back 50 to 60-point games, getting his willingest team into the playoffs, not letting them lose, and then Donovan Mitchell, two 50-point games in the same series. Like, it's just whatever week. Whatever day it is, which guy is going to get that attention from me? But they're all doing the same thing and 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 servicing themselves as. And you got to throw Jason Tatum in there. Don't yeah, no, he's off. he's growing too. You're right. You're right about right? Tatum. Like those guys in this bubble are not the same guys that we saw in 2020, and that's what oh, that's what I kept saying. They have matured over those three and a half months. You know, Kenny. I know you got to go real quick. Who you like coming out? Who you like in the finals right now? I think, I'm, I'm just going to say to win it all, I like Milwaukee. The West okay. is wide open, but I like Milwaukee. I think they have a, they're going to have a tough role with Boston and or, but, uh, and or Toronto, but I really feel that they have a better road to the final, Eastern Conference final. Yes. And their youth and athleticism and guys maturing is at the same rate as those other teams. Interesting. JetAcademyCamp.com. Everybody should check it out. Kenny, you do a great job. We appreciate you coming on. See you, Kenny. Man, I love the fan, brother. Love New York. All right. Thank All you, right, man. man. Kenny Smith on the NBA playoffs. The thing about Luka and Donovan Mitchell, and he's right, we shouldn't forget what Donovan Mitchell's done. Guy has 250-plus-point yep, yep. games in four games in this series. And, uh, this is Jordan-esque in a way what Mitchell's done. He went for 51 yesterday in that shootout. Jamal Murray went for 52, but it was in a losing effort. The difference, though between Luka, Donovan Mitchell, and Damian Lillard. And I love Damian Lillard. Is Damian Lillard's 30 years old. 
He's been around. Now, the guy's a five-time All-Star. I don't know if he's ever going to win an NBA title, but he is an established star in this league. Luka and Mitchell, to his point, they are becoming superstars right before our eyes. We, all, we knew they were great. That wasn't new. It's another out, kind of other-level stuff. You know, Donovan having two 50-point games in four games in a playoff series. Luka, with what he did yesterday, they are elevating their stardom to a whole new level. And both of those guys are young. I mean, Donovan's 23, and Luka's only 21 years 21, old. 21, yeah. Yep. It's crazy to think about. And it's, it's a reminder that when we look at this NBA draft, and I'm not saying any of these guys are going to be Luka Doncic. All right? I, can't, I can't say that. But there's so much uncertainty about kids that not only come from overseas, but play overseas. You know, because we don't know. We just don't know how good they can really be. I mean, Luka was a, was a highly regarded prospect. No doubt about it. But remember, two teams passed on him. The Sacramento Kings and the Phoenix Suns. And he's playing at this LeBron-esque level. So there's a lot of uncertainty when you're talking about kids that went overseas to play or from our, from our, or from overseas. where We just don't know how good right. they can truly right. be. Right. And you can even say that about the guys that play one and done in college. I mean, you, you, you know, for the most part, you don't know how good they're going to be. You don't yeah, because we see so little of them. Right. Yep. The football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net.